Okay, we're back. We're back. We're ready. We're locked and loaded. Uh, week 12 has concluded. I'm going to give you my top 10 teams like I do every single week. I'm going to give you my top 10 teams. Um, this this week was a huge eye-opener. I think we got some... We, I think we know our playoff teams in the NFC. We just don't know what seeding they're going to be placed in. Uh, AFC, there's a couple wild-card spots that are still up for grabs. But I feel like I know my main contenders in the AFC as well. So everything is set and situated. Um, I, I, I can't wait to get, bring you guys this pod. Uh, stay tuned. Are you guys ready? Uh, we're going to talk Dak, Cowboys. We're going to talk Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk Patriots. We got it all. Lamar, we have it all. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, I come here, you know, this week, clean slate. Let's first tackle Cowboys Patriots. First off, New England won 13 to 6, 13 to 9, 13 to 9. Uh, New England won. This game was very close. This game. It had its up and down moments. Uh, some some calls, some some calls that the officials made were somewhat skeptical. Um, they were they not skeptical. They were incorrect. The calls that they made were incorrect. Um, so that had a lot doing with it. The weather, the conditions certainly played a role in this game. It certainly played a role in this game, and I that just this just goes to show me and tell you guys that hey. Brady is made for any type of weather. Brady can play in in many conditions. He he is played in any condition you can think of. He has played in snowstorms, rainstorms, cold weather, hot. Let me no no matter. That's his type of weather. Brady can some way somehow still drive the football through the wind and the storms throughout any type of weather condition or anything any inclement weather. That is put in front of him. Dak still. Dak had his issues trying to. Get grasped of the ball. And you know of the wet ball. And it being windy out. In the rain. So did Peyton Manning at Foxborough. So it's, it, it, Dak is not the first quarterback. That's going to have problems in bad weather conditions. Dak is not going to be the last. Peyton Manning had issues. Gripping and gripping and throwing the ball. In, in that fall, in the in, in the horrible inclement weather that around the time that you play playoff games, so it just it's, I mean, what is Dak gonna do when if he has to travel to Green Bay in January? Like we can't make excuses then. But I want to bring you I want I want to bring you guys this. I want to bring you guys this. 
I want to bring you guys is I want to hit two points. Brady, with a, with a limited offense, and I've been talking about the limited, especially going into the, to this game. All last week, I was talking about how limited the Patriots offense was. We talked about how they're not going to have that. They, 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 they don't have a guy on offense. Brady doesn't have a weapon that he can, like, that could just 60 yards. He doesn't have that weapon. He doesn't have that deep go-to guy. Still didn't against Dallas. Still didn't. didn't. And we all realized that maybe talent-wise, Dallas had the edge. Dallas, Dallas has the better players. But the, we all knew, we all know what the determining factor was in that game. There was a huge disparity in talent. There was a huge disparity in offensive talent, especially. But the one thing New England had going for themselves was Tom Brady and also Bill Belichick. Mainly Bill Belichick. Mainly Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick severely outcoached Jason Garrett. Severely outcoached Jason Garrett. First, Brady was too comfortable. Brady was too comfortable in the pocket. He had he had a he already had an injured elbow. He was playing through an injured elbow. Played through that. Rain, weather conditions, I'm not going to mention that. We all know it was raining. It was raining cats and dogs. We all know the wind was twirling. We, the, the temperature dropped to the mid-30s. We all, we all seen it and know it. No need to talk about that. Brady with the lack of offensive explosion that we have been alluding to basically all year. The lack of explosion that the Patriots just don't have. Just don't have. And Brady was still comfortable. Brady, Brady made some great throws. He made some great throws. Six, six, Actually, six receptions was 15 yards or more. Brady had six receptions that went 15 yards or more. So he made some great throws. And New England got some little chunk plays. New England finally found a way to get chunk plays. But that goes to Brady being too comfortable. And... That's the problem. Jeff Driscoll was too comfortable against the Cowboys. Kirk Cousins two weeks ago was too comfortable against the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers was too comfortable against the, the against the Cowboys. This is a trend with their defense. Their defense, you can like this. This just like just a main thing in the NFL. You want to win. This is the main pointer. This is one of this is one of the biggest pointers in the NFL if you want to win. Make sure your quarterback is comfortable and make the opposing team's quarterback uncomfortable. And the Cowboys don't make opposing quarterbacks feel uncomfortable. They just don't. Even with a good pass rush, they don't they don't make you feel uncomfortable. Brady didn't look uncomfortable. Even Dress even Jeff Driscoll didn't look uncomfortable. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't look uncomfortable. And that is a reoccurring theme. Main point in NFL. Keep your, keep your quarterback comfortable. Make the opposing quarterback uncomfortable. Second thing. 
special teams. I mean, special teams is another form of coaching. Special teams is another form of coaching. Penalties as well, because penalties, you know, with players getting and picking up penalties, that shows a lack of discipline from players. A lack of discipline then means coaching. That that comes all with coaching. Lack of discipline equals coaching. And then not to mention, not to mention, not to mention, inclement weather, your quarterback had trouble grasping the weather and grabbing the football in the weather and throwing in the weather. Mind you, okay. And your defense, Brady's too comfortable. Your defense is not making Brady com- uh, It's not making Brady feel the pressure. Your your defensive it's mainly your defensive line is not making Brady feel hesitant. It's not making Brady feel nervous. You know what that means? This means with the weather involved, your defense not playing good, and your quarterback having trouble throwing the ball in the weather, that means you have to on offense run the football. Right, right, right. You got to run the football. You have Ezekiel Elliott behind you. You have to run the football. You got to hand the ball off. You had and you and not to mention you were run the you were run the football pretty well. The Cowboys ran the ball pretty well. They ran on it when they when they did occasionally run it. They when you didn't have a you wasn't picking up chunk yards ten here and eight there and seven there, but. You were chipping off four and five yards each carry. You were run, you were, they had a nice tempo with running the ball. With the all with the inclement weather and Dak struggling to throw in the weather and your defense not being able to get stops. That means you should probably run the ball. That that that's what that means. You should probably run the ball to keep Brady on to keep Brady off the field. To help Dak out a little bit. Just a lack of adjustments. Lack of adjustments. Like on they, the Cowboys was faced with a third they 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 had six third and three fewer yards. They had six third and shorts. Guess what the play selection was for all six third and shorts? No, you see, you you thought it that you thought they were running plays, but no, all six times when they had third and shorts, they threw it. Why, why, why? The Cowboys don't have an identity, and their defense don't make quarterbacks uncomfortable. Week eleven, here we are in week twelve, week thirteen. We're in a, we're, we're in November. We're in late November. We're at Thanksgiving. And quarterbacks don't feel uncomfortable. Quarterback and your team doesn't have an identity. Because in the dome, you know, in the dome, you you have a great strong old line with a powerful running game. In the dome, if this game was in the dome, yeah, it's Dak's night. But this should have been Zeke's night. This game right here should have been Zeke's night. This game right here should have been Zeke's night. 
should have been no. It should have been no reason why Zeke didn't get twenty-five to thirty curries in this game. With the inclement weather, all would have happened. Special teams, your defense is not making Brady feel uncomfortable. All of that, Dak having trouble throwing the ball through the through the rain and the wind. Why not run it? Lack of second half adjustments. You know you're traveling to Boston. You land at the airport. You're like, oh, it's cold. Ooh, it's wet. Okay? Then you get to the game. Oh, ooh, it's cold. Ooh, it's wet. You still don't change the game plan. You're going to continue on with your game plan. In the first half, oh, damn, it's raining. And it's cold. And it's wet. Still, second half, didn't change the game plan. What the hell is happening with Jason Garrett? Like, what the hell is happening with Jason Garrett? I got a thing for Jason Garrett. How about you look up to the sky and maybe you would have felt the rain? It was raining. You have a good old line. You have one of the best backs in football. Why not turn around and run it? Right? Okay. 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 Move on to the next game. Um, so we had Green Bay and San Francisco, the 49ers. Coming in last, you know, last week when I made my picks, I told you guys, I told you guys, San Francisco cannot lose this game. Or I said, it has to, there has to be a sense of urgency on the 49ers sideline. There has to be a sense of, a sense of urgency. Because the 49ers, like I told you guys this last week, dominate the first two months of football. Yeah, they lost one game to Seattle a couple weeks ago. Okay. But they're 9-1. They would have lost against, the, if they would have lost the Green Bay, they would have been the fifth seed. But this goes to my point right here with Aaron Rodgers, which I have been, I mean, I haven't been as critical of him this year because they've been winning. His play hasn't been spectacular. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the same guy physically as he was like four or five years ago. I don't think he's that same guy physically because I do some, I do see some slippage in his athleticism in his, and, 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 and in his play. He doesn't have the same like touch. But he is still Aaron Rodgers, right? So, you know, Avon complains, you know, how he don't have this, how he don't have that. And we, the media, often like they do, as they do, they back him up. They never blame Aaron. They never give Aaron the blame. It's even Mike McCarthy or the defense or the receiving core, the young receiving core. Or there's no O-line. There's no running back. Uh, okay. They always give Aaron the pass. But now this year, Aaron has somewhat of a solid defense. Now he has a talented running back behind him, Aaron Jones. Now Aaron has some nice receivers that he knows and he's been working with for these last few years. He has Devontae Adams as a prominent number one receiver in football. Solid O-line. And Green Bay gets blown out again. Three teams, three teams have physically 
wore down the Green Bay Packers. So this Packer team is soft. Let's start right there. It, the pack, this, this Packer team is soft. Because the three losses that they have suffered this year has been due to physical teams. Teams that have gotten physical with them. Philly, the first loss, physical. Philly ran the ball. They, they Philly ran the ball down Green Bay throat. They ran the ball down Green Bay throat. And Philly just, just Philly physically dominated the Packers. Second game came a couple weeks ago. They came out to L.A. The Chargers, D-line just physically abused the Packers and Aaron. And then this Sunday night, this past Sunday night, San Francisco's O-line with their running game physically dominated Green Bay. Then San Francisco's D-line physically dominated Green Bay as well. Now, you know, you tell me that Aaron Jones is special, and he is. You tell me that Devontae Adams is special, he is. You know, you're telling me that Matt LaFleur, the whiz kid, you tell me that he, you tell me that he's special. Still haven't seen special yet, but okay. You tell, you tell me that their defense is nice. You tell me that they have the Smith buddies on their D-line. What's the excuse for Aaron now? Oh, you know, but Aaron lost the offensive lineman. Offensive line struggles. Um, that's most of the NFL. That's most of the NFL. Most team there's about most teams, eighty five percent of the teams in the NFL, even like hell, ninety percent of the teams in the NFL don't have great O lines. <laughs> Like there, I, I can name three like great O lines. Like three, I can name only three great O lines: Dallas, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. Those are three great offensive lines. So don't give me the don't give me the oh Aaron he the line play is bad. Yeah, so is Patrick Mahomes. So is Deshaun Watson's. There's four, I would say there's four, like, solid, like, great lines in football. And that's Baltimore, Dallas, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. Everybody else in the league just has, just, just has a, either an average O-line or below average O-line. So don't give me the old, don't give me the, don't give me the crap about, oh, Aaron doesn't have protection, and Aaron, uh, no. No. Can we, I mean, can we just... Give Aaron the blame for this one. Can Aaron just take the blame for this one? I mean, can he just take the blame for this one? Three blowout losses to physical teams who physically dominate the Packers. Can we just give Aaron... Can can Aaron just take that on the chin? Can Aaron just take that on the chin? <laughs> we can just never give Aaron that. Can he just take that on the chin? <laughs> I mean, he has special all around. He has talented guys all around him. What what's the problem now? What what what's the issue now? Uh, it, it, Matt Lafleur. I mean, you know, you 
they, like the media try to convince us, they try to convince me, and uh, that, that 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 Matt Lafleur is a whiz kid. I st- and he and he's special. I still haven't seen special from Matt Lafleur. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but can Aaron just take the blame for this one? Just, just, just this one. He he, he finds he finds some way to escape criticism, some type of way when the Packers are not doing good. We could just never say Aaron Rodgers just wasn't good enough. We could just never say that. Well, I'm gonna say it. Aaron Rodgers was not good enough. Aaron Rodgers was not good enough. He has a, a rack of talent around him. He has a rack of talent around him, and there should be no reason why he couldn't have gotten it done. You know, we always find we always find a scapegoat. We always find a scapegoat. See you in the next segment. Are you guys ready for my weekly top 10? We do this every week on a weekly basis. We do it every week. I've been doing a good job with it uh, and keeping up with it. I do it. I take my t- I take my time. I take my precious time to put this list together. It's real precise. And um, I go through it in a timely manner. So let's start with number 10. At number ten, I have the Bills. The Bills, they're eight and three. I have, they have really slowly turned into a defensive story, into a offensive story now. Um, their offense has picked it up. Josh Allen, which I thought, who I thought had real like bust potential, um, he's throwing two touchdowns in the last three games. Uh, in the last three games, he's throwing two plus touchdowns. He has really turned up his play. Their offense seems a little bit more reliable. I still do realize that they have limitations. That that's why they're still at ten. But I do I, I do see some improvement um, offensively, and their defense have been stellar, and their running game has got them to this point. Buffalo at ten. At nine, the Cowboys. Uh, we all know they're talented. They have some great offensive personnel, good off good defensive personnel. Uh, defense having forced a turnover and about. F- Three weeks now? We're going on three weeks where the defense has not forced a turnover. And we when you can just generate turnovers, that that that, that helps out your offense. Give your offense the ball, time possession, gives your offense a short field to work with. It's it just with giving with your defense giving your offense turnovers, it just helps out tremendously. Um and we know there's a coaching disparity. There's a coaching disparity. And I just don't chase. I don't trust Jason Garrett. But this offense is Super Bowl caliber. I just wish that their defense 
forced more turnovers and made opposing quarterbacks feel uncomfortable. But Cowboys at nine. At eight, I have the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs didn't move really. Uh, they had a bye week. This was the perfect time for them to get a bye week. Patrick Mahomes gave him a little bit, give him some days of rest, practice up, get get ready. Because you got a big division game coming up this week. And then you have New England the following week. So some big games from some big games for Kansas City coming up. I think they I think they beat Oakland, but they gotta get ready for New England. Uh defense has to get a little bit better. Offensively, I like their O line. I like their O line. It's 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 above average. It's not with Pittsburgh and Indianapolis and Dallas. O line, but their O line is 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 right there. It's it's pretty solid. It's solid uh, for the Chiefs. So I had the Chiefs at eight. At seven, the Packers. The one thing I like about the Packers, and let's not overreact. Uh, let's not overreact. Packers, yeah, they got they got whooped against the 49ers. But one thing I like about the Packers is they turn over a bit. They they force turnovers, and they don't turn it over. They force turnovers and they don't turn it over. That's that 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 always equals success. I like that equation. Uh, physically, we all know they have a problem with physical teams. If teams get physical with them, or when teams do get physical with them, that 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 knocks them out the game. And Aaron Rodgers, you would think, you know, these last few years he's been great. He's been spectacular. But Aaron Rodgers this year has been good. His numbers are, are not like great. They're good. They're not, you know, his, his the th- some of the throws he makes have been good, not great. You know, so with just the offensive personnel that he ha- now has, um, that he's been, you know, complaining about for years, he now has it, and that's no longer an issue. So I don't understand. I, you know, he's been good. I I would just like to see a little bit more more from Aaron. I'm, you know. Packers at seven, six at I have the Saints. The Saints at six. Um, once again, don't overreact here. The Saints, you know, they have they, they have had a couple tough battles with 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 uh, some division foes these last few weeks with Atlanta and Carolina. Uh, they they know what the, the they know what the Saints like to do. They know what Sean Payton likes to do in his tendencies. They know all of that, but. Like the Saints started off re- real hot last year, and the play fell off closer to around this time. The play fell off for them. So maybe, may- may- maybe that you know they can get it together these next coming weeks. They have the 49ers um, in a couple in a couple more weeks, I believe. So um, I-, I think they'll be able to lock up home field at least a one or two seed. But I like this Saints team. They're still very talented. They're not going to let you run it on them. You, they're going to force you to throw on them offensively. They don't have the big-time threat, but they have great offensive talent with Michael with Michael Thomas, who's having a t- tremendous season in Alvin Kamara. Saints at six. Uh, at five, the, Vi- the Vikings. I had the Vikings at five. Now, I think their ceiling is NFC Championship. I think that's their ceiling. I don't see them as a prominent Super Bowl contender. Um, but I think this is the best roster. This is like the best put, well put together roster in football. Uh, I love their roster. I, I absolutely love their roster. Um, nice, nice, nice safety. Great, good back. 
Nice wide receivers. Nice tight end. Good front seven. I, I, I like what they have. Just don't trust Kirk. Still don't trust Kirk Cousins. But I think they're. I think their ceiling is a is a NFC Championship type ceiling. I don't think they can get to a Super Bowl. And they'll be playing a couple games on the road because they'll lose. I think they'll lose one more game on the season. And I think that they'll be playing on the road for the playoffs. <clears throat> Pack, Vikings at five. Excuse me. At four, the Seahawks. Uh, no Jadavion no Clowney going up to Philly. Seattle going into an eastern time zone. Now, we all know Seattle is in the Pacific Northwest in the corner of the top corner of the country. Seattle... Going to Eastern time zones are now 16 and 4. They are really good. Uh, that it just shows you how organized, how well prepared, how how just well coached the Seattle Seahawks are. It also helps when you have a great talent of Russell Wilson. He is phenomenal. But this team was a you know in, during the Legion of Boom days, this team was known for being unbeatable, practically unbeatable at home. Now they're known for being a good road team. It's just phenomenal. Uh, I, I like what the Seattle team have. Defensively and defensively, they're getting better. Seattle at four. At three, the Patriots. I had, I had the Patriots at three. Uh, bad weather, inclement weather, um, outmatched talent-wise. Defense still puts up a, a great showing. Uh, they just find ways to win games. Uh, they got Isaiah Win back on the on the left tackle at the left tackle position. They got Isaiah Win back, so that that proved to be beneficial last week going against that dominant Cowboy pass rush. But they're gonna they're, they're getting weapons back. They have the rookie Nikhil Harry. They have him back. They have him back off injury reserve. He made a, a, a big time splash um, in in the game on Sunday. Of course, you know about Edelman. But they have some other weapons. Muhammad Sanu, Philip Dorsett. They have some weapons coming back. O-line's getting a little bit healthier. New England at three. At two, I have the 49ers. The 49ers at two. The 49ers are like Mike Tyson. They just knock you out. They knock you out. They go for the knockout punches. If you don't, if you don't have nobody, if you're not going to double the edge, those edge rushers that they have are phenomenal and they are ferocious. And they are, they, 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 they are killers. They're killers. They have a, a, a Tyson-like effect about them. They're, they're going for the knockout punch every time. And also, Jimmy Garoppolo, stop hating on Jimmy Garoppolo. Stop hating on him. He has come through for this team. He, he, he's a... These last few weeks, he's showing you what he is made of. He's be- he's beating winning teams. If the field goal kicker don't mi- miss the kick against Seattle, the 49ers are still 11-0 and still undefeated. The-, the only undefeated team in football. I don't know what the problem is with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I like him. I like him, and he's been playing well these last few weeks. I like him, and I like how the way they're playing. 49ers at 2. At one, we're not gonna like waste much time here. Like I don't even have to explain myself with this one. At one, I have the Ravens. Um, what you want me to say? I mean, they're 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 killing. They're they're, they're killing the league. They're killing the league. Lamar Jackson's killing the league. Seventy a seventy three completion percentage. This shows your league. It just shows you where the league is going. I like this. I I love this Baltimore team. They know who they are. 
They know they are. They're gonna play Smash Mouth football. They're gonna run it. They're gonna run it. They're gonna run it. And then I tell you, did I forget to tell you that they're gonna run it? They control time possession. They they lead the league in total offense, points, yards. However you look at it, Lamar Jackson is just being. He's just dominant. He's dominant. I don't even know why we're wasting time with 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 this. Baltimore at number one. Baltimore's number one team, and they've had like a pretty tough schedule. Like they have beaten good teams. Ran all over Seattle. Ran all over the Rams. Ran all over the Patriots. Like they're doing this against good teams, and they got the 49ers up next. Like this schedule has not been easy, and they have been killing some of the best teams in the league. Ravens at one. It's no need to be nothing. Nothing else to be said. Okay, so I am back. I'm back. And I want to talk about John Harbaugh in Baltimore. And what he did. So what Baltimore did two years ago, Joe Flacco was an aging quarterback. We all know Joe Flacco was an aging quarterback. And, you know, they draft Lamar. They draft Lamar. And everybody's like, whoa, what are you doing? What is what, what is Baltimore doing? And then we see Lamar's play style. Of course, we all knew Lamar's play style. So we all see it and we saw it. Like, you know, the guys, the NFL guys and media and the executives and everybody's like, is that sustainable? And now we see what they are now. Uh, predominantly run heavy football team who can throw it occasionally, occasionally. But when they do throw, it's effective, it's efficient, and it's explosive as well. The three E's, effective, explosion, uh, effective, efficient, and explosion. It is, it, it, it's effective, it's efficient, and it's very explosive. The three E's. Um, and everybody's like, is this, can, 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 can Lamar sustain this? Is this sustainable? And I'm going to tell you this. I got, I got with discussing Sean Watson last week. This is the new trend of the NFL. This is the this is the wave of quarterbacks that we have in here. It's the influx of quarterbacks with similar play styles. Let's look at this next this next two draft these up and coming next two draft classes of quarterbacks. Dual threats, dual threats. Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. The next two draft classes. This draft class in, in next year's is going to be an a, a, a influx of, of, of quarterbacks that are dual threats and that can run, have some mobility, and can throw pinpoint passes. Do I think this is sustainable? Do I, th- I mean, with John Harbaugh's coaching, you know, with his, with his coaching resume, it, he's good. His job security is great. 
won a Super Bowl, has I, I, I mean has a he has a new he has numerous of winning seasons. Baltimore is uh, always relevant in playoff talks. Now they are this year they are a Super Bowl can they are like a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Most think they are the team that some think they are the team to beat in the AFC. Yes, I think this is sustainable. I don't know if it's 10, 12 years. I don't know. I don't know. But who cares? What in, what, like, just sit back and tell me what in this league is sustainable. What in this league lasts? Last? What, what in this league last? Other than Belichick and Brady. Belichick and Brady is the, is the clear example or, exp, or is the clear thing that lasts. They're outliers. But what else lasts in this league? Just look at the Rams. I'm gonna get to the Rams, but look at the Rams. Look at the Rams. Back in February, before the Super Bowl, everybody wanted to copulate and, and, and wanted to copy and emulate the Rams. The Rams formula. Everybody's calling Sean McVay the next best head coach. Everybody's calling Jared Goff the the next great. I mean, and I like Jared Goff and I like Sean McVay. What what lasts in this league? So who cares if this Lamar thing is a one-year thing? Who cares? I don't think it is, though. I think this is the new generation of quarterbacks. And I think it's the new generation of quarterbacking in the NFL. This is the new wave. Who cares if Lamar lasts his five? I mean, who cares if he get hurt? He just if Lamar knows he's gonna have to he's gonna play a style of football that is gonna require a different type of training regimen in all season. Lamar Jackson can't use the same regimen. He can't use the same training methods as Tom Brady. Two different play styles. Lamar got bigger, got stronger, but also during this all season he he became a better thrower. He has multiple throws. Who cares? I mean, what what in this league lasts? What in this league lasts? Let's be honest. What what in this league lasts long? Atlanta, we thought that Atlanta was with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devontae. We thought that offense was going to be dominant for years to come. Same thing with the Rams. We thought the Rams was the next best thing coming. Up oh, here come the Forty ers this year. Who I mean? What's what's going on? So this whole thing about if Lamar gonna work, is he gonna last? Is he gonna last? Is this system sustainable? I think it is. I think Lamar's. I think Lamar's a lot better than Kaepernick. Like Kaepernick, they they compare Kaepernick's run, his little span time where he you know he went to Super Bowls and uh, he went to one Super Bowl and I think two three NFC Championship games. Like I think Lamar is better than Kaepernick. He's a better thrower. He got more like Lamar. All, all Kaepernick. The only ball that Kaepernick could throw was the fastball. He can throw that line drive uh, fastball. But Lamar has sidearm throw. Has different touches. He can put on the ball different angles. Like Lamar is a much more I think gifted and ta- and you know gifted thrower than than um, Kaepernick. So I think he lasts longer than Kaepernick. I like Lamar a little bit more than Cam Newton, but uh, is this like I, I don't I don't get when people say is this is this sustainable? How long is this gonna last? Wouldn't this lead? What in the NFL lasts as long? You got to be willing to take gambles. 
That's what the NFL stands for. Not for long. NFL, not for long. This league it's not about lasting. What lasts? What what whatever does last in this league? Nothing lasts in this league. Other than New England and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Nothing lasts. Every team has its ups and downs and, and years where they're down and years when they're up. But you gotta take a game. You gotta I mean John Harbaugh cats off him, hats off him. You gotta be willing to take a gamble. You have to be willing, you have to be willing to take a gamble. If you know if 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 the world didn't gamble, if we didn't take shots, if we didn't take risky decisions and make risky moves, there wouldn't be no Vegas. If people didn't gamble and 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 take a chance, take a risk, there wouldn't be no Silicon Valley, which rules the government or our economy. There wouldn't be no Silicon Valley. All the tech nerds, you gotta take a shot. You gotta take a gamble. Now this is down. That's our economy makeup, Silicon Valley. You gotta be able to take. We gotta be able to take willing shots, willing chances at things. Who cares if it don't last? I mean, in this league, what lasts? <laughs> you see, you see the thing. You see what happened to the Rams? <laughs> they're six and five. They're six and five. Borderline. They probably. I mean, they're not gonna make the playoffs. And I'm gonna move right on to the Rams. This is a nice transition. I'm gonna move right on to the Rams. Rams six and five. Rams put on a terrible effort yesterday, last night, Monday night football. Bad. Just piss poor. Defense looks shell shocked. Aaron Donald's probably the best player in football. I mean, he's a big guy. I didn't I didn't see Aaron Donald. I mean, I saw him before the game when they mentioned his name, but I didn't hear him during the game. I didn't see him during the game. I mean, they they eliminated Aaron Donald. They eliminate Aaron Donald. And the Rams, uh, you know, remember, remember remember, when the Rams were signing all these guys and getting all the stars? And I was like, oh, this is what the Rams are about. This is their culture. They're going to get stars in L.A. Remember what I said last week about the Rams in L.A. and the stars and the money and the contracts they then gave out? Brandon Cooks, you signed Brandon. I think you overpaid for Brandon Cooks because you already had two deep you already had two deep threats in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So I feel like they overpaid for Brandon Cooks. Now he has concussion hair problems, so we don't know what his future you know you don't know you don't know what his future has written out for him. You don't know what his future looking like. He has concussion head problems. You overpaid for him. Todd Gurley, you paid him early. He has knee issues and arthritis, so, so you know, he, he hasn't been the same. I mean, Todd Gurley has—he doesn't have the same uh, lateral quickness, and the—he the, the, doesn't have the same agility that he has displayed and showed us these last few years. He—he does—he just doesn't have that. And it started late last year. He, and you guys, the Rams overpaid. I mean, it was coming to a point in time where the Rams were paying all their stars, and we're like, "Well, damn, what bank is the Rams using? What 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 bank is the Rams is are the Rams using a bank where you pay interest? I mean, what bank is, I mean, what bank are the Rams using? And now you know the jerk off contract next year. That contract's gonna that's gonna put a big cap hit on the Rams. Uh, you know, I think they overpaid for some of these guys. Earn Donald contract. Understand, Earn Donald's one of the most dominant defensive players in football. 
He's one of the most dominant players in football. One of the best players in football. Probably the best D tackle in history. I get, I get the, I get the Aaron Donald signing. I get that one, of course. I get it. But the the, the Brandon Cooks, I mean, I didn't get that signing. Brandon Cooks, I didn't get it. They overpaid for him. I feel like they overpaid for him. They have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a better receiver to me. Cooper Cup is a better receiver to me, and you overpaid for. Brandon Cooks, and now he has concussion problems. Every every time you look up, he has a head problem. He has a headache. What the hell is going on with him? You can get him out of here. Now you gotta now you gotta pay you gotta pay Jalen Ramsey because you're traded for him. You gotta pay Jalen Ramsey and get this: the Rams don't have no first round picks. The Rams don't have no first round picks. They have no first round picks. They can't make no moves in the draft. The Rams can't make no moves in the draft. What are they gonna do? They're stuck. And then that Jared Goff contract, it's gonna come into it's gonna come into the effect, full effect next year, and they're gonna they're gonna see those cap hits. So the Rams have no money, no first round draft picks, six and five, a coach in Sean McVay who was smart, talented. Uh, I think we might have overvalued. I think we might have overrated his uh, his smartness. His smartness. I think we might have overrated his his creativity. Because now he's the second best young head coach in his division. Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is a little bit more better. I think Kyle Shanahan's offense of, of uh, I think his offensive system is a little bit more um, sp- has a little bit more spunk. Kyle, I mean Sean McVay, his offensive system is relied on Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is not himself. Todd Gurley is not himself. Kyle Shanahan's offense got some more, uh, got a little bit more uh, sophisticated look about it. Sean McVay's don't. Sean McVay now he's now the second best young head coach in his league in his division, and he's the third best coach in his division. Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, mm. the Rams are in trouble. The Rams are in trouble. The Rams might finish seven and seven and seven, seven and nine this year, eight and eight. They're gonna finish seven and nine, well nine and seven or eight and eight this year. Sorry, <laughs> I mean <laughs> this league changes quickly. This has been the focal point of this entire season. This league changes very quickly, and it can shift very quickly. And the Rams have seen it. The Rams have it has hit them hard this year. <laughs> it has hit them hard this year. They still got a nice group of guys. They still have a nice quality roster, but you know, money my money's money's are starting to get tight. Defense isn't I mean, the defense last night was horrible and it quit. Like that like that defense gave up. Got he's got a big, 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 big problem on the hands. Big problem on the hands, and the Derek Goff thing and the Todd Gurley thing on offense. Whew. Sean McVay got some things to figure out. The Rams have some things to figure out this offseason because I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they fall short um, to making the playoffs because if you look at their division, five. They, so the Rams have five losses already. The Rams got to play Sa- Seattle again and San Francisco again. That can possibly that can possibly be two losses. So now you look at a five-loss Ram team. 
coming down the stretch. San Francisco only has one loss. Seattle only has two losses. Seattle, one of these two teams between Seattle and the 49ers, one of those two teams are going to finish 13-3, and 12-4. The, the other team is going to finish 11-5. So the Rams are going to finish 9-7, and 8-8. Eight they're going to be 9 and 7 8 and 8 this year. That's not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. That's not going to be good enough to make the playoffs. Um but I'm out. Uh we have t- just that, that I just wanted to come in here and close that out, wrap things up. Um college football playoff uh the committee comes out with their top their top 25 teams in the top 40ish this for this week. Um I think it pretty much stays the same. I don't think the I don't think I think they probably put Ohio State at one, um, with, with Ohio State beating Penn State. Penn State will obviously drop. Oregon would obviously drop. Um, maybe Utah will go up to number six or number five. Um, but I think the four still stays the same for now with uh, Ohio State at one, LSU at two, uh, Clemson at three, and Georgia at four. And I think between Alabama or Utah at six. So thank you guys for listening once again. I am out. Thank you guys for listening. Keep clicking. Keep clicking. You guys are now doing a great job. I mean, terrific job of first marketing and spreading the word about the podcast and also clicking on the podcast and listening to every episode. Thank you guys. And I out. Adios, amigos, peace, deuces, arrivederci, whatever they say to end things, I'm gone. Peace. Uh, once again, I'm sorry. If you did not, if you did not go and listen to that Wilson Media Day episode, I would advise you to go listen to it. Um, got some nice things in there. Uh, I think you guys would be very fascinated to see uh, what this whole local high school team is about. Um, just a final comment. Sorry. See you guys.